Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back. It is the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. I'm Brandon Kylie. Ben Alford helping us out on the other side of the glass. One of the best in the business is joining us now on the leadoff hotline on 610 Sports Radio. His name is Pete Sweeney. He is the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride. He is on Twitter at PG Sween. Pete, how you doing this morning, man? Morning, BK. How are you? You got the uh, shortened show today with the doubleheader. So. Yeah, we do. We'll get out. We'll get out of everybody's hair coming up at eleven thirty. So if you don't like the show, just stay tuned for the next thirty minutes. Cody Tapp will be on with us coming up in just about thirty minutes with his Royals on deck show. All right, Pete. We have a shortened show, so let's get to as many things as we can here in the ten minutes that we've got with you. The first question that I have is the biggest story apparently that came out of Chiefs OTAs, which is that. Sammy Watkins is awesome now. He looks fantastic. He wasn't running in uh, in his sprints, but he looks great otherwise. What did you see from you Sammy Watkins this week I, in OTAs? I, I'm the I'm in the I, I don't want to seem, sound like a hater here, but I'm I'm in the isolated area where like I don't I don't see what everybody's talking about. Yeah, I think he's in good shape, but like so is everybody at this time of year. If you really care about what you're doing and. And sure, I, I mean, he's healthy, and that's what you want to see. But this NFL Network notion that he looks incredible, that had to have come from the team because the media had not even seen Watkins to that point. So it's definitely coming from Brett Veach or some of the other executives and someone like that. And again, Sammy Watkins looks like one of the above-average wide receivers in the NFL. He's making tough, jumping catches. He looks pretty fast. High praise, uh, man. High praise. On one of the above-average receivers. <laughs> Yeah, he got on the mic and said he wants to be a leader this year, but just nothing that I saw from watching this guy last year out of the ordinary. Okay, so Pete Sweeney is a hater. Mark it down, Ben. Pete Sweeney, <laughs> hater. 11-01 right here on the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. Um, So that's interesting that you say that because I've been kind of leading the parade on the Sammy Watkins is actually hashtag good uh, movement this offseason. What? What are you realistically expecting from him? Because I think we're on the same page. We expect at this point Tyreek Hill to be suspended for some amount of time. Let's say it's somewhere between six and eight games. And I expect at this point that he's going to play for the Chiefs, barring something else coming out. But let's say for six to eight games this year, at the start of the season, Sammy Watkins is the Chiefs' number one receiver. What do you think is realistic to expect from him? See, it's interesting. I, I wonder how the Chiefs are going to approach this because I think we've reached the situation where we know that Tyree Kill is going to be unavailable for X amount of games. Whatever, you know, as you said, whatever that remains to be seen. And I've, as I watched practice uh, the, the other day, we get one day a week during OTAs. And again, I, I always try to give people the disclaimer this is not training camp. Andy Reid said that himself, but you can take away, you know, this and that. And Something that I tried to look at was how they are using Sammy Watkins, and I wonder if they're going to keep him in what they call the number two exposition mm-hmm. in the West Coast and then let whoever it may be be in Tyreek Hill's position. Because as we're thinking about this whole situation, and you know, the Z is what they call it, as, as we're thinking about this whole situation is, okay, eventually Tyreek Hill is going to be back. Do so you really want to rattle Sammy Watkins at that point? 
uh, into back into the number two position. I, I don't think they will. So I, I kind of see maybe Demarcus Robinson or even if God, you know if McCole Hardman can get up to speed by the time week one or week two, perhaps he's in that Tyree Kill position and Sammy Watkins can just do what he does. And again, I, I, I look at Watkins and. I, I, I think Watkins is good. I just think, you know, I'm going to use the cliche here, here, and I think you know what's coming. The best uh, ability is availability. Sure. And, and when he's not on the field, he's not earning what was a really good contract made by the Chiefs. And if he can stay healthy, I think, especially with Tyreek Hill out, you can expect a thousand plus yards. You can expect some red zone touchdowns. I would say between seven and ten touchdowns. I think that that's reasonable. So if healthy, he's good. If not healthy, obviously, that's where the issues come in. It's interesting you mentioned the Z versus the X. And for our listeners who maybe don't know exactly what that differentiation is, like there, is, there are a number of positions at the receiver position. It's not just like you play wide receiver. There are right. positions within especially Andy Reid's offense, and there are very different roles within those positions. Like X receiver, you're typically on the backside of the play. So you're the guy that's running the backside post a lot. You're typically not the number one read on a lot of those plays. The Z receiver is on the strong side of the play. So he's over typically lined up with uh, Travis Kelsey, and he's going to be one of the first reads more often than not. That's actually something that's going to be really interesting to watch, Pete, because if they decide to leave Sammy Watkins at that X receiver position, it makes me wonder if maybe we are overlooking the fact that it might be actually Demarcus Robinson who's in for the big leap in the production, because if he's going to take over at that Z position, he's going to get a lot of opportunities, whether he's deserving of that or not. It's not really important. If he's going to take over in that role, he's going to get a lot of opportunity, maybe more so than certainly myself I expected, and I think more than what most Chiefs fans would be anticipating right now as well. Yeah, and that's that's kind of my been my super sleuth fantasy tip for people who ask, <laughs> you know, from from afar. You know, who do you think you should draft in the Chiefs? A lot of people said, oh, Watkins is production. And nobody knows about Demarcus Robinson outside of Kansas City. So if you play with friends from elsewhere, I'm sure uh, you can get this guy. You know, from a fantasy football standpoint. But yeah, I think I think that that could be what it is because if you think about it too, and, and Andy Reid is, is a really really smart head football coach. I don't think he's going to want Watkins changing positions again. You have to reiterate, I think, in this offense, these players play everywhere. They have to learn every single position because based on the play call, they can be anywhere. But, again, I like, I think that the Chiefs have always liked Watkins in that number two, or as you described, the, the X role, and I think they keep him there. And, and it's a matter, and a matter of where Robinson fits in that, where you know maybe a Byron Pringle or a Derek Dieter can jump up. Uh, again, I think they, they seem very particular about these roles, and they'd rather not change them if they can help it. And... and They've always liked Mahomes' rapport with Demarcus Robinson. They always have. They believe in it. And just because you and I haven't seen it, just because the fans haven't seen it, doesn't mean that they won't go with it this year. We're talking with Pete Sweeney. He's the editor-in-chief over at Arrowhead Pride. You can read his work there. Also on Twitter, at P.G. Sweeney. So, Pete, earlier this week, I think this was yesterday, I want to say, Frank Clark was on NFL Network, and he said something that I found really interesting. I want to play this clip for you and for the audience, and then I want to get your reaction on the other side. This is Frank Clark with James Palmer of NFL Network the other day. I just feel like, you know, as a defense, um, you got to establish your identity. I feel like last year, you know, it wasn't an identity about the team. You know, when you look at the Chiefs last year, you hear about how great the offense is. You don't hear about how great a defense it is. You know, you don't hear about, you know, how great of a defender really Chris Jones is. You look at it and you say, well, what if we have a better year? You know, what if we do a little, a few more things better? What if we, you know, make a few more um, tackles? You know, myself coming in, I just want to be there, you know, and be that, that, 
competition, that energy, you know, that the guys need. It's the offseason. Talk is cheap. This is the kind of thing you're hearing at all 32 NFL markets right now. There's no question about it. I understand all of those things to be true. But at the same time, Pete, I think something that was missing last year was leadership and accountability within the defense. And I think whether it be Tyron Matthew or Frank Clark or Steve Spagnolo or the position coaches that they've upgraded this offseason, it seems to me there's been a concerted effort from the Chiefs, and it seems to me like it, it may actually be true to kind of push the narrative, to push the belief that that's going to be more even than the personnel that's been upgraded this offseason, the thing that's going to help the Chiefs this year on the defensive side of the ball. Do you think that is accurate? The leadership and the accountability is like the number one upgrade that this team's made in the offseason. Yeah, you could tell by being out there just from spags on down. The energy is, has certainly picked up, but I think when you use that word and you nailed it on the head, it's, it's accountability. There was really nobody in that Chiefs locker room last year, I think, that was holding the defense accountable. You know, and there you can say Eric Berry was there, but it's a big difference. You talk to some of these guys, whether you're on the field or not. Not that Eric Berry lost a ton of respect. It's just different when you could be on the field. I think we saw it when Berry finally got on the field in that Thursday night football game, screaming and yelling at the guys. Hard to do that from the sideline. I think Tyron Matthews going to hold his team accountable. I think Frank Clark has raised the bar as to what they expect in this defense. I mean, he was at the podium before that NFL Network interview uh, with some of the local reporters, and he muttered the words at one point, you know, he's top defense in the NFL. Mm -hmm. The Chiefs don't want to just be okay on defense. They want to be good. And, and again, the point that's always stuck with me, I think it was a Chiefs.com video that Spag said the words, you know, we want to be the reason the Chiefs win football games. That's been the mentality kind of going into this offseason. You can feel it where Clark is saying he wants to challenge Mahomes and he welcomes Mahomes challenging him. And it's it's really what I think a lot of Chiefs fans have been waiting for for probably at least two, three, four years now. He is Pete Sweeney. Arrowhead Pride is where you find his work. Also on Twitter, at PG Sweeney. Pete, final question for you here on the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. I found it really interesting when Sammy Watkins told the story of Patrick Mahomes really getting after him for not running hard in his sprints during his uh, his conditioning the other day. I thought it was kind of symbolic of the fact that last year, I'm sure, for Patrick Mahomes, it was a little strange. You're coming in. You're the new guy. The former quarterback just had an all-pro type of season. You have really proven nothing in the NFL, and you're just trying to figure out where your spot is in the team and what you can do within the offense. It's hard at that point to become the leader of the team, especially at this time of the year. Have you seen him take more ownership of the offense and the team this offseason than what we, what we saw from him last year this time? Yeah, and I think that's the perfect example because you're not going to be able to see the details of Pat in the locker room getting in someone's face or bringing someone aside and saying, listen, you got to pick it up. But it's friendly enough where Watkins is willing to share it, and it's funny. And but it does it does mean something. Last year, Pat Mahomes not only had to prove it, I think, to himself because I mean this is still a kid coming out of college. He had to prove it to his teammates that he was that good, and he ended up proving it to the entire NFL is now the best player in the NFL. I told Bink the other day I, when the NFL 100 comes out, I expect Patrick Mahomes to be number one. And so with that comes that respect factor. And another example of this was just this past week. And, again, it's set in jest, but you have McCole Hardman, who's a rookie in this league, and he's saying this is a preview of what's to come, posting a picture from the rookie premiere of catching mm -hmm. the football. And Pat Mahomes weighs in, yeah, as long as you, you know, keep running, that could be the case. I asked 
Mahomes about that this week, and he's like, yeah, I'm getting on him, but that's something he needs to know you know, coming into this team. That's something we've emphasized since last year. Keep running because the play, as we've seen time in and time again with Pat, is never over. And so I just think about all that, and I think about, okay, this kid is 23. He sounds like a 28 or even an early 30, mid-30-year-old, and it's just – I think you have to sometimes pinch yourself when you're in Kansas City given how long you've waited for just a franchise quarterback let alone what is seeming more and more by the day to be a generational player. Man, it's amazing. It really is. Like, I was talking about it earlier today because I, I looked up the quarterbacks that have ha- have led the league in touchdown passes and what they did the following year. And, like, the average for all of them is the next year they're fourth or fifth in the league in touchdown passes. And for a lot of Chiefs fans, like, maybe that sounds like a little bit of a disappointment. Man, for the last 25 years, we would have taken that for one season from one quarterback, and we would have been like, this is amazing. This is the greatest thing ever. It's it's crazy <laughs> where we've arrived with Patrick Mahomes. He's Pete Sweeney. You, go ahead. No, no. I, I, was, it's a, it's, I have a timely comparison. It's like when Aladdin, the, the, poor, <laughs> the poor Aladdin, goes into the, the, the cave, and it's just all these riches. You went from nothing to really everything, and that's, that's what's really cool right now. You nailed the dismount. He's Pete Sweeney. He's the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride. You find his work there and on Twitter, at PG Sweeney. Pete, man, thanks so much for hopping on with us this morning. Always appreciate the time. Later, man. Thanks. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.